Hello, friends. Welcome to the Relationship 411 podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Kevin. We've been married for 25 years, and we've seen the best of times, and we've seen the worst of times. We also have four awesome kids who are growing up and leaving our nest. We've loved doing this podcast, and we're excited for it to continue. We don't have it all figured out, but we do have a lot of life experiences. Since becoming a life coach, I'm so excited to share with you the tools I've learned to help you in this journey we call life. Welcome, friends. We are so excited to have another guest on our show, and his name is Craig Smith. And I'm just going to give a little background. In the summer, our kids, we had been talking to them about going to therapy, and our whole family goes to therapy, something, hey, I'm proud of, that we're open to that. We all need a little help. But anyways, I was looking for a therapist, and a doctor had given me a list of about 10 people And so I started calling and realized this was like after hours, I think on a Friday and didn't get anyone in person. I only got one place and they're like, we're full. Like, okay, I'm just going to start calling um, people and leave messages. So I did that. Anyways, um, Craig, he called me back like Friday night and we just started talking. And the second he started talking to me and I explained to him our son And he, I just could hear in his voice, like, I'm like, this is the person. I'm like, this is so amazing. Like, the first person that called me back, I just knew right away that it was going to work out. So we made an appointment, and our son has just loved meeting with Craig. So I'm just so grateful for him for making the phone call back to us, because honestly, like, none of the other people did. And I was actually someone that was going to be searching and wanted to hire someone as soon as possible. So... Note to self, note to anyone listening, if someone calls you and leaves you a message, return their phone call because <laughs> you don't know what you're going to be missing out on. Anyway, so I'm going to let Craig really fast introduce himself. Um, I could sit and just keep listening the whole time. That was amazing. <laughs> and thank you, really. I appreciate the words. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been doing counseling and um, coaching for about 12 years with couples and individuals and really my main the main thing I do when I step back from what all the formal words and everything is, I really just want to spread hope, um, be a source of like positivity for people and help them eliminate the barriers in their lives that are stopping them from reaching the life that they both deserve and that they desire. And, um, and that shows up in many different ways. And so I'm always honored and never will I ever take for granted the, the position that I get to hold and sit and, and be with people. Um, so yeah, when somebody calls, I either try to answer or I return as quick as I can. Cause I know for a lot of people that is they're, they're capturing a moment of courage or motivation. Um, there's just some kind of fire in there. And I think it's the position that we hold as clinicians is too important to, to miss out on that. Yeah, I definitely agree. And also I was just going to say, you need to follow Craig on Instagram. He does I mean, always posting some really great things on Instagram. And are you on Facebook as well? Um, I think it all just transfers over. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But it's the greatest day mindset, right? Yeah, your, everything's at greatest day mindset. Yeah, and he yeah. has a journal, which we've bought several. And our son really enjoys that um, journaling in the greatest day mindset journal. So anyways, I just you have a lot of good content that you put out into the world. He has his own podcast. And they're like 10 or 15 minutes, maybe they're a little longer, but they're really just a little snippet of, you know, if you're just driving in your car and want to have some positivity in your life, I've really enjoyed listening to them and oh, thank you. thinking about them. So yeah, I mean, Craig, thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks for the help you've done with our kids and helping Jennifer and I as 
parents. You know, curiosity is, it seems like that we're in just this world that seems to have a pandemic of depression and anxiety. Would you, would you kind of agree? Um, seems like we just have a lot more of it. I hear more and more parents or people on the outside looking and say, oh my gosh, it seems like it's just everywhere. And I don't know if it's more widely talked about or whatever, but, but talk about that. Why do you think that is that we're either talking about it more or, or there is more cases of it? Just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think both for sure. Like once we get, start putting attention on something, our awareness grows. And so how much we notice it will start to grow as well. So you mentioned the journal, which I'm, I'm very proud of what that journal is doing. But one of the things about the journal is I try to get people to think about gratitude and positive affirmations, celebrating their own personal victories. And the more they do that, the more they actually recognize, hey, I am doing a lot of good things in life, or there are a lot of things to be grateful for. So tying that back to the to mental health is it's the same thing. The more others are talking about it, I think people are like, hey, I have those same symptoms. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was a name for that. Mm -hmm. And there's also something I can do to get help for that. So it's amazing, really. What the one of the great things I think that the this whole pandemic has brought about is just more both awareness and I think permission for people to say, I deserve to go get attention for this. And I think there's there's more of a problem about this than I thought there was originally. So kind of kind of both. And it's been it's been nice. It's really pushed me into having to I didn't usually work with teens or younger kids, but it's more acceptable, I think. Um, and so I've really pushed myself into being just another platform for youth to come in and get support. Well, and I love kids today. They're like, oh, I'm going to therapy. I mean, they're so open about it. Yeah, her no kids will one... talk about that. Like, oh, I'm going to my therapist at four, so I can hang out with you after that. It's like, wow. Nobody yeah. that I knew ever went to therapy. Yeah, it, they was, it was not a thing. Or, and, or they would never dare to talk about no. it. No. And yeah. so I really, I think that's one positive thing about this generation is they're so much more open about taking medication they don't see it as a weakness. They see it as something that's helping them. Yeah. Well, and it's part of all of us. We're all physical beings. We're all spiritual beings, whether you, that's not religious or like we all have that and we all have the mental and emotional side. So it's not about if I have mental health and you don't, it's we all have it. Where is it falling on this spectrum? And sometimes it reaches a level where we just need a little extra support for it. That's a good, really good point. What advice would you give to a parent that maybe suspects that their child is struggling with depression, anxiety, like what are some warning signs, some things to be aware of? What should parents do? Kind of, you know, give some counsel on that and advice. Yeah. I may not sound like what I think maybe most people might be ready for me to say right now, but you said a word earlier, which was curiosity. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most underutilized gifts or, or tools that we can have with our kids is to just be curious. We can't support somebody that we don't know anything about their experience or their reality. And so are we asking questions? Are we paying attention to conversations that they're having with friends? Are we, and I don't mean like snooping through their phones or anything like that, but are we just, are we attentive? Are we asking the questions and are we listening to their responses are we, you know, looking at patterns in, in their lives? Like, have you been hanging out with friends lately? Well, I noticed you haven't. And usually you do. Like, those are, that's ways that our kids are communicating to us without using their words. So it's that curiosity piece. 
But the direction I would give to parents is, is to live their own life in a, in a way that they would want their kids to model it, mm-hmm. not to become who they are, but to set that example of like, whether it's self care, like I'm taking, I'm going, this is my gym time. This is my kids will, they will say this if we, if we could call them up right now and ask them, I hope they would anyway. Like, what do you see your dad most morning doing? Oh, he's got his journal out and he's writing in it. Mm-hmm. You know, what about at nights? You know, how do your nights wrap up? Well, he'll take his walk and then he'll come home, you know? So I'm, I'm just trying to live my life and let them see, you know, maybe I'm, I'm trying to model for them some ways to take care of themselves, their mental, their physical selves. So really that's the biggest thing I think parents can do that they're not is, is really just live, just live this. Like now if they're not aligned and they're not really in a healthy spot, well then get that right too. go to therapy, uh, get a coach of your own, get some help in your, in your own life, but show our kids that this is the way we do things is we, we invest time in ourselves um, to take care of ourselves on all these different um, arenas. I love that. And yeah, there's, it's like uh, shaping and modeling in the home and uh, to do that. And that's the old do as I, you know, don't do as I say, not as I do, but it's like, no, do as I do. Like try to see that and set that example. I love that. Um, we, you know, we have one of our children that has struggled with depression and anxiety that came about, during the pandemic that we identified that. And, and some of it was probably just a matter of timing, but things manifest themselves. And it's been, it's been a struggle as we have learned um, different things and how to help and how not to help. You know, how much is, like if any of the listeners that know how to drive a stick shift, I think this is like a big deal with parenting and maybe it's even more so with depression and anxiety. It's like if you're driven a stick shift, like how much is too much clutch and not enough gas and, too much gas, not enough clutch, and it's herky-jerky. It's like if someone is struggling with depression and anxiety, what are some things that are probably not really good to do? And what are some things that are probably this is good to do? And I'll, and I'll give you one example that you helped us with. We, we talked about this, that, that one of our children wouldn't necessarily leave their room. And we were worried about that. And then sometimes that child would just be on the couch and have a blanket over their head and whatnot. And we just, I think we asked you about it and you said, we'll just talk to them about it. And we did. And that child told us that basically when they're in their room, that that's not, they're not in a good space. But if they're on the couch blanket over their head, they're like, I'm actually in a pretty good spot. I, I'm, I'm out among people and whatnot. So we realized by just having a conversation and talking that we kind of know where that child is and where they're not. We can see different behavior patterns, how to talk. So what are some things that maybe that you've seen parents do when someone's struggling with depression and anxiety with their kids? They're like, that's not a good call. Cause I've got, I've got a shit ton of those that I can tell you <laughs> that I've done that have been wrong too. Yeah. And then also what to do with, um, that are good. Well, I'll ask you first, how did you know when you did something that wasn't right? You said Brother, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when it was in Africa. True story. If you listen to our podcast, okay. the Africa story. I heard it. Yeah. So this this child, you know, was like freaking out. We're in the middle of Africa, yep. and I'm like, dude, you cannot be having this breakdown. You got to pull your shit together, like you know. Yeah. And that was not good. And so I knew that that this child was rebelling 
again and not rebelling, but like just going deeper in the hole. And I was probably pushing the child deeper in the hole. And I would just say that my reaction was not good. And I didn't show up the way that I wanted to as their father. And um, so that, that's, I mean, I could tell pretty quickly as I was talking to this child that I was not helping. Let's just say that. Yet you knew because if I'm hearing you right, because they communicated that to you, body yeah. language, yes. verbal language. Yes. So again, this is so cool. Like we can, we can try these things. We can just be curious and just be like, I'm going to fail a bunch of these. And that's how I'm also going to learn yeah. what's going to work and what's not going to work. But again, it's that attention, right? We're just listening. We're watching. And it's just the conversations. You've said that. And it's, that's a scary thing for parents who don't have the relationships. So you've got to build the relationships with your kids. You've got to have that. You've got to get that position with them to where when you can ask some difficult questions or you can confront some things, that you have the relationship. You have the platform or foundation with that kid that they're going to say, yeah, mom, yeah, dad, like, let me, yeah, I will, I will tell you. And that was a really cool experience with your child, by the way, that was like, if I'm in the living room and I'm covered up, that's a good sign. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you. But we learned that because we're just, we're hearing. We learn it because we're experiencing it. And then, and then the other ones we learn, like in Africa, it's like, Nope, that didn't work. And I'll tell you why it didn't work if I can. And please, you can tell me. If, please. I, yeah. if, if I'm wrong, then tell me I'm wrong. But you had your agenda mm-hmm. as first priority. Your, your emotional state is inconveniencing my day or what I perceive as my agenda. And I'm allowing that to rule my agenda, not yours as the kid, but mine. And so when we learn to step back and put our agenda aside and truly come to their position and say, like, teach me, just help me understand where you're at right now. And you guys both do that. Very, I've seen it so and heard about it. So I know you guys do that maybe better now than you ever in the past, but we're all learning. Yeah, We're all learning, but set your own agenda aside and really tap into what your kid might be going through. They're going to tell you, they'll tell you things. I need space. I need more conversation. I haven't seen, and this is so common. I haven't seen my friends for a long time. Yeah. Um, or I've been seeing them too much lately and I'm like overstimulated. I need a break. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that because I think that's one of the things you've helped us to do um, is to have just the conversations and ask the questions. And I've tried to, and Jennifer, I know you're really good at this, is just asking the question and then just trying to listen to them. And the times that have probably have gone well, Craig is when we probably didn't have an agenda. And you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, man, it's like you're screwing things up here. We're in the middle of Africa. And it's like, this is not working out. But that can happen on a Tuesday in our hometown, too. That this is not working with my agenda today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You- when, you know, I was thinking that the thing that's hardest for me is if they call me and I just want to make them feel better, right? I'm like, oh, just come home. Like, you don't have to. You don't have to be at school. So I think that is my hardest time instead of giving them permission. Yeah, what part of that like is enabling the problem? Yeah, like, I it- think I'm an, an I'm for sure I know for sure I'm an, an enabler, especially when it comes to my kids, because I don't want them to hurt. I don't want them to have a bad day. All those things that I know are good for them. And of course I do know that's not reality. But in that moment, sometimes I'm like, oh, just just come home or I'll come get you or I'll take you. So 
what are some tips to help people like me that are enabling their kids to not have that success because they're totally capable of it? Yeah, and they want to feel that we believe in them. They really do. They are capable. They are competent. Now, not always, right? Because mm-hmm. emo- like emotions can be a new place for them to go or these different feelings. So mm-hmm. we can't just always assume like, oh, they, they're, they know what they're doing. They can get through it. That might not be true. But let me share a little example too, an illustration. So like for listeners, um, if you just close your eyes and start walking around this corner in a neighborhood and you haven't made it around the corner, but you can hear this, this mom or dad screaming at their kid. And if I were to ask you to pause right there and say, is this parent acting out of love right now? Most people would say, no, they're not. That's not a very loving thing. Now, if I said, okay, so now make it around the corner and then see the driveway and the soccer ball rolling down the driveway towards the busy road and the parent is screaming at the kid, do you now think it's out of love? And then people go, well, yeah, of course. They're trying to save their kid. They're trying to protect them. So I always say, and I share this with kids a lot too, because they're like, well, my parents are all over me and they're always, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but love sounds different depending on the situation. Love can sound so different. So yeah, they're keeping you in from the weekend or yes, they don't want you to go to that friend's house, but these are, these are voices of love. They really are coming from that place. So I think for us, us parents is, you know, we got to watch the way we're saying things, but Above all, and this is what I try to do with people and couples and anybody I'm working with, is I want them to tap into their own belief. So if I take that away from one of um, my kids or what you're saying, I rob them the opportunity of growth. I rob them of the opportunity of learning and figuring it out and building that competence, which is gained through confidence by going through the experiences. Mm -hmm. So the enabling, yeah, we are. We're robbing these kids or we're robbing our youth opportunities to grow and get stronger and really build the thing that we all want as adults anyway, which is, you know, that belief in ourselves that we can get through difficult moments. And I I love that because I think if we can do that while they're still living at home and give them that confidence when they go off to college or get married, they're going to already have some sort of foundation to be like, no, I can do this. I, I have that stronger. So I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress for sure on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I think with depression, anxiety, like the fear is what if my child kills himself or tries something to harm himself? Like that's like the ultimate fear in our minds that we go to. So how do we calm that fear down? Well, our ki- I mean, our kids are, for the most part, they're going to leave mm-hmm. someday. They're going to leave home someday. Did I do the things while they were living with me to keep myself comfortable? In, in watching them grow up, like am I, again, a, agenda, right? Mm-hmm. Am I avoiding yeah. the discomfort in myself by watching them suffer or mm-hmm. go through maybe some of these growing emotional or physical pains? Totally. And if I did, <laughs> did I rob them of the stuff they really need in that adulthood? Mm-hmm. Um, we can't control the future. We can't control the outcomes. And so that's a, probably a parent's worst nightmare ever is to have to experience something like that. Um, but we may not necessarily be able to avoid that. We can just, we really can just do our best and, um, and try to set them up with that, that foundation that maybe when they do come back to that place, they can say, Hey, I'm having thoughts that I'm not safe. And again, that relationship or that foundation we've created, 
then they will come, hopefully they will come to us or at least somebody else. Yeah. And if we don't have the foundation because we've been so busy trying to get our own agenda met, they're not going to come to us for sure. Yeah. So we need to do our own work, right? It comes back to that. Like us parents, I mean, all of us sitting here right now, it's like, do your own work so that you don't, you can see more clearly the stuff your kids are going through because you're there. Like, like you're, you've done your work. So you are aligned within and you're not being clouded by their own problems that are maybe just surfacing yours. Yeah. One of the things you've done, uh, Craig, I'll share two things that that's helped us with, um, our child. One is that teaching us to ask these questions when we're in a good spot, right? To, to go ask our child, say, Hey, we're in a good spot. Help me understand when you're feeling blank or when this happens or you're doing like, what can I say to you and what should I not say to you? Like, I'm trying to think, hey, I'm going to go motivate you to do your homework today because that's the good thing and you're going to feel good about it. And, you know, what do I say? What do I not say in those moments? And that's been really, really good. And I just filed that away. And you've helped us to, to do that. What would you say about that? I wouldn't even add anything. You, that's amazing. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Amen. Like to, to when you guys are when we're in a good place, that's when we can have the difficult conversations. When we're already feeling emotional, when we're already building up, especially if we have this teenage brain going on, right? Like that's the last productive moment that I'm going to have to be able to access any real rational thoughts or problem solving skills. And so when we are in that good place, you notice maybe your kids or you're in a good place. To say, and I love that, and I'm just repeating what you said, but yeah, hey, the next time we're not in a great place, what should I do? Yeah, what should I, how do I, because I- Teach me how yes, to help you. Yes, that's exactly it. And you, you've done that for us is to say, help me so that I don't mess up again and have like an Africa moment, you yeah. know, <laughs> help me to know like, how can I help motivate you or what can we, what can we say? What, what triggers you? All of that. That's been good. The other thing that I think that you've been super helpful, that you we came to you one time and just said, help us to know what to do with our child in this area. And one of them is that you said, this is a long process. And to, if I understood you correctly, you're like, celebrate like the victories or whatever. And it's unbelievable. I'll just share with you something you can comment about why that's important or whatever for our listeners. But I'll just tell you, when our child gets down on something, I have heard those words in my head so many times and I just keep coming back to say, well, well, wait a minute. Like, hey, you know what? Three months ago, you were just in the room and never surfaced. Or last week, you didn't go to school at all. This week, bro, we went twice. Like, we've made some progress, you know? Or, hey, we didn't do any work last week, but look at all the work you've done this week. Like, celebrate those moments. They just don't beat themselves up. And you've been huge with that. So what, what would you say why that's so important? If I had one last mission in life, it's this, it's, it's to help people really start to recognize the good they're doing. Like no matter what our situation is right now, we're all doing way too many good things to not stop and celebrate. And I mean, just last night, this is really cool. Just last night I was on, you know, tucking my kid in, he's 11 and, um, I don't have a non-disclosure agreement, so I can talk all I want about it. Um, But we're on the bed, and he's filling out this focus journal that I've created. And one of the prompts in there is, it's key to celebrate winning. How have you been winning in your life lately? Mm. And he's like, I have a hard time filling this section out. 
And I said, well, just tell me right now, just have a conversation with me right now. What just today, what have you done good today? And he could not think of anything. He couldn't think of one thing. So I told him eight of them that I noticed, Right. you know, I'm like, well, you beat me in a two K on the Xbox twice <laughs> pretty badly. And he laughed and was like, oh yeah, that's a good thing. I said, um, and I've asked you not to leave your wet towel in your room and you put it in the laundry room. Like, that's awesome. Thank you. I recognize yeah. that. And then I named off a few others and he's like, how can you do that? so easily. How were you able to just do that? And I said, because I do it every day for myself. Mm-hmm. And this repetition of the mind and of these, these patterns, it just becomes a habit. Yeah. And so because I've been doing it again, focusing on me, right? Like I've been doing it for so long for myself. Now I can just start to see that in other people. And if we can get them on that, on that same kind of track where they're hunting for the good within themselves, when we have those really low moments, and I love how you put that, we can go back in the vault of our mind and say, yeah, but if I compared today to three months ago, I had a much better comeback from my breakdown. Right. We've talked about that. Say, let's think about how you've rebounded. Much It quicker. used to take you three weeks. Yes. We've rebounded within the day. Like, let's celebrate That's amazing. that. And, and you have been so instrumental at, at teaching that for us. And I think that has helped um, transform you know, our child and the relationship with that child. So yeah, yeah. and don't you think it's natural for our brains? We kind of tend to focus on the negative. We're totally so wired to, that way. To oh, teach yeah. our kids and to teach ourselves, like, no, let's look in all the good that today is and don't focus so much on the negative because that will really change who we are, our outlook on life, and you know, it's gonna make our us have the greatest day. <laughs> yeah. That's what this mindset's all about. And it's not ignoring the bad. Like I if yeah. your kid comes to you and it's, you know, I've had a rough day or I've done some things I'm not proud of, or, you know, I've, I've kind of screwed up in this way or that way. We're not trying to ignore it away or like this toxic positivity approach, but it's like, okay, cool. And what do we learn from that as well? Like, what do we gain from yeah. that? You did have a breakdown. Do you know why? Can yeah. we dissect that a little bit? Do we understand? So next time when we see the similar buildup happening, then we can intervene. So we don't shy away from talking about the, the negative exists because there's no real good or bad. There's just events that are teaching us all the time. Yeah. Some of them come with a positive charge, some with a negative, but uh, they're just moments. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Craig. Oh, we really Craig, appreciate amazing. you. Um, please follow him at The Greatest Day Mindset and listen to his podcast. And he's a wonderful person. He's helped us so much. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Well, let me just say thank you to you guys because I've I've tuned into a few um, of the episodes and I and I just love what you're doing. I love there's a lot of work in the marriage field that needs to happen, and you guys are being a bright spot in that. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks. If you want more relationship tips, get on my email list, lifecoachgen2.0 at gmail.com, or go to my website, relationship411podcast.com, and sign up for a free consultation to get more personal help with your relationships. As always, follow us at Relationship 411 Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships. So you don't have to call 911 for yours. 